Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Entertainment Banter. My name is Joel. And I'm Matt. And we come at you from our comfortable homes to tell you something. Or studios, however you look at it. Matt, you live in your car, so I don't know if you want (laughs) to. Yeah, it's true. I do live in my car. Don't we all kind of live in our cars? Yeah, if you're on the five freeway, you definitely live in your car. <laughs> <laughs> way to way to give away that you. Uh, oh, this brings up way to go that you you live in California, but saying the five. <laughs> but c- can I ask you, Matt, something? I need to ask you. You something don't have personal. to live in California to know the five, but yes. I like how you say the five. Thank you for saying the five. Yeah, I know that's a West Coast thing, isn't it? It's just a California. I think it's just a Southern California or is it, thing. Or is it East Coast? I can't remember. No. It's yeah, because here we say on the East Coast they say ninety-five. So you're right. Yeah. Take the ninety-five. But so it's not five. even. When I went to visit yeah. my friend in San Francisco, he was even like, "You got to take these freeways." I'm like, "You're not saying the." You're like, that's, right? It's a Southern California. So it's a thing. SoCal thing. Yeah. It's a, the five. Yeah, because on the East Coast we only say ninety-five. Right, and I, I get <laughs> conversations all the time like. Whatever, but my <laughs> right. other question is, um, if you were living in Southern California in this moment time, and yes. someone asks you from a different state or country, and they go, "Where are you from, Matt?" Where would you say? What would you say? If I was in California right if now, if anyone asked you, "Where do you live?" I would, if you lived actually had a residence in Southern California, what would you say? Well, you say SoCal, right? I mean, is that what you're trying to get at? Thank you. you or would say or SoCal, you say the right? county, or the county, right? You'd say SoCal, right. yeah, right. right? Or you say LA adjacent or LA, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. I am. I mean, if so, you're in Orange or County or something, you say Orange, you know, Burbank. I am. I don't know. So sick of people calling it Cali. Oh, Cali, yeah, yeah. Outside, I got. Or I got no, not even that. Like this, uh, supposedly, this person who used to work with us now doesn't, but. She owns okay. a house in LA. Okay. And she calls it. I was like, hey, you want to know? Because on her Instagram, she's like, oh, I'm back in Cali. And I'm like, you want to know how I know yeah, you're that's, not from California? But see, that's an outsider that says that. Right. right. And she's like, no, I was born and raised in LA. And I'm like, no, you weren't. If you're calling it Cali, you weren't. You you, yeah. you weren't born and raised here. Either you were born here, but you weren't raised here. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a it's, fact. That's a, I a feel fact. like that's an outsider no term. You know what I mean? It well, is. Because I, I, would, I would say that when if I'm like on the East Coast, I say, oh, I'm going to go to Cali next week. You know, like as a joke. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of like a mocking thing. You know what I mean? Oh go to California, eh? You know what I mean? It, it's so... I was so frustrated today. I'm like, you... And then she kept saying, like, you, you live in Central California. You grew up in Central California. I'm like, um, Ventura County is not Central California. <laughs> you are so... <laughs> Right, yeah. Wrong There's here. a lot more to the state. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you you're not There's from California. And, and then she's North like, "I'm parts. from L.A." And I'm like, "Well, Thousand Oaks is literally a block away from L.A." <laughs> well, and L.A. Like, and she's like, "No, that's not true." And I'm like, and then she's like, "What's that restaurant that I'm supposed to know that's down here from from California?" I'm like, "Wood Ranch." Everyone knows Wood Ranch in California. And she goes, "I <laughs> don't." There's no Wood Ranch in L.A. And I'm like, I googled oh it. I'm like, gosh. "There's one in Burbank. There's one in Glendale. There's one in." There's all these like those are Burbank you know, and I'm like that's not LA I'm is, like Burbank is LA. Jesus. I know it's funny like Burbank and LA I know but LA is like north for SoCal. <laughs> it's like the northern part of SoCal. You think about it. You know, I you mean, think north. I always forgot I was going north when I drove to LA. To be honest, I, with you. it's true. I always uh, my line even though it's very far down Santa Barbara is where Southern California stops. Okay. Anything yeah. above Southern California is NorCal to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, I was obviously LA is part of that, Burbank, Hollywood. But LA is huge. If you go to Catalina, you're still in LA. You're Long Beach, you're LA. Yeah. Compton, you're in LA. Burbank, you're in LA. And she, she just kept saying, like, well, no one grows up in LA proper. Yeah. LA is definitely expanding. It's a, it's technically expanding into like places like uh, Orange County and Riverside and all these places. It's, it's like just, I just, out of control. You're not from here if you call it Cali, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> It's my, it's that is my pet peeve. Fair enough. All right. Well, we wasted six minutes on that. Well, I needed to get that. I out know. Of my chest. I know. All right. Get it off your chest. I'm glad you you had you brought some lighthearted stuff to this pod right. because because what the, I don't want to talk about this today, but we're going to. So we're going go to. So Matt and I are going to talk about the dangers. Of, the dangers yeah. of entertainment. I was told that we should have done like a creepy intro, like ooh wee yeah if, if it wasn't so we'll serious the, we'll do know, the fog would, machine we'll have the yeah. fog machine going yeah. you know it really plays on a pod yeah 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 no yeah, uh, so. so we're going to talk about the dangers of entertainment and the reason why the topic came up is because today literally today alec baldwin accidentally killed the cinematographer on the new movie he's working on called rust i believe and yeah, injured the director yeah. and there's not much more than we know is other than the fact that the 42 year old um her name was I can't, i'm gonna butcher this Hel- helena helena hutchins mm. she was a cinematographer on it and she was pronounced dead as soon as she got to the hospital and then the director who's 42 year olds was joel salza and he was uh he's injured from it so the only conclu- thought i'm thinking is that Alec Baldwin shot it right. and uh, there was a projectile in it and it went through her and into him. Pure speculation, but I mean, right. if it's only one shot, unless there's some weird ricochet stuff going on, right? you know, that's, and we don't, we crazy. don't know. We don't know what prop gun, what kind of prop gun it was. We don't know why there was a prop gun because a lot of that CGI, but a lot of times they want that practical effect and right. that feel and that sound. But for a lot of people who don't know, when they use guns on set, they are usually real guns if they want that look or effect, but it's a blank right. usually. And this is wouldn't be the first time this has happened in entertainment. Another famous incident was during The Crow when Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, is that what is that his name? I think it was, yeah, Brandon. And he, there is a, he got shot on the set with a prop gun for yeah. the scene, so he was supposed to die in the movie, like in the scene, but well, he actually did die, didn't he? Or was he not supposed to die? Uh, he, you know, he died. He died. I don't know where he died. I can't remember. It was so long ago, but he but, definitely died. No, in I know he. I know he died. Died, but I think in the scene he was supposed to die too. Right? They're shooting him. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, obviously his character dies in the crow. Um, so yeah, it's possible and that was the scene. They found they found a bullet actually was like a, a bullet that was in him. So it, it's it's scary stuff about that, um, and it's it's sad to hear things like that. It happens on set because a lot of things are going on. There's a lot of gears moving while yeah, you got to have everybody at their top of their game. Absolutely, sure. and uh, there has been other instances like just entertainment in general is a very dangerous thing. Like you always hear. Almost Absolutely. every every movie, there's some kind of serious injury or or death. Almost, it's I mean, it's very yeah. it's very shocking that a lot of people who don't know that that making these there's films, a lot. Yeah, sometimes I uh, 
I certain films I won't watch honestly because I know like that stunt or that situation ended up taking someone's life. It's really they're, difficult to watch. A lot those of scenes times sometimes. they're not supposed to use that that footage anymore if the person died right. in it. Right, right. But I I just know of some in the past that they have. Of course, I mean uh, sometimes they use it because it was it was the sh- the money shot. It, and, it was yeah, and yeah. sometimes they do it because it's out of respect to show like this is his last thing he did. Yeah, it all depends on the feelings of the film and what was the incident. I mean, not too long ago, I mean a lot of stuntmen put their lives on the line for. I mean, their job speaks danger. I mean, that's all they right. do. And um, I've had a lot of friends who've been stuntmen who. Yep. Me personally don't know any stuntmen that passed away during a movie, but they've known a bunch of people who have. Oh yeah. Yeah, we hear their stories all the time. Right. Yeah. Um my buddy who was yeah. a stuntman, he passed away not doing stunts. It was a uh, I believe it was a heart issue. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's um it's tough, man, because I remember when I went to USC and it's funny cuz it's not funny, but like one of the first things they told me and you know this is quite a few years ago i mean they've been i don't know how long they've been preaching this but it was over 10 years ago um but you know like the whole rule of um so many hours that you can work and um being mindful of that and not going over those limits um but in hollywood and in entertainment as a whole broadway other uh venues i mean you know at, when when you work on those gigs it's like there are times when you're working OT. There are times where you have to go extra. There's the certain time. rules that you can and cannot break in theory, um, you know, without getting compensated. But even that turnaround times is a big issue. Um, but is that, mm. yeah, well, I was going to say because we were talking about this off offset, but basically the idea that, you know, um, Right now, unions are in negotiations for things, and IATSE. Spe- IATSE speculation is, you know, it's. it's I don't want to speculate, but you know, whenever there's the possibility of strikes or, you know, um, productions going offline for a bit, you know, that's when things can get kind of messy, and you know, stuff like this can happen. Um, just because people aren't paying attention or people aren't communicating properly or some people come in, some people go, vice versa. Um, well, that's, I'm not I mean, saying that's what happened here, but no, it, it could go either way in this incident here. It could have been that the person was overworked or it could have been someone that wasn't skilled enough and they were trying to go a cheaper route on this production or, and you know, people are going to friggin' hate me for saying it, but this is one of those situations where it doesn't matter um, what your identity politics are about, you want the best person for the job. Absolutely. The job. Just for people who don't know, IATSE is the main entertainment union behind all of entertainment, more or less. And it's also the same people you were telling during the pandemic that they should get real jobs. But then maybe you should stop watching Netflix, Disney Plus, and stop yeah. going out to entertainment anything or listening to music. But anyways, IATSE stands for International Association Theatrical Stage Employees. And that covers everything from film, makeup, lighting designers, riggers, carpenters, props, sound, scuba divers, craft services even, medical even. 
there's a tons of things that IOTC covers for entertainment. Uh, for every person you see on the screen, there's probably 20 union members catering around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and we've all been there where we worked so many hours and it sucks too because the, a lot of the dangers we have in entertainment is that you are overworked and you get, people always say like, oh, don't you get meal penalties and overtime? But the thing is, producers actually, it's not enough money for your life. Right. And producers actually budget that shit in, into their budgets. Like, oh, make sure they're going to get a meal penalty here. They're going to get overtime here. Right. It's all built in. And the joke was when I, when I first got one of my, I actually had a full-time entertainment gig. Matt and I both, I think the cat's out of the bag like a hundred pods ago. Wow. We all work. We yeah. both worked at Disneyland. And I made a joke like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, how do you get any hours? I'm like, yeah, I'm full time. So I'm, I'm not getting 40 hours. I'm like, oh, but you're full time. Yeah, I'm getting 50 plus all the time. Like it's constant. Yeah. Yeah. It's never and it's never ending. And well, you know, there was one time 16 hour days, seven days a week for a year. Right. <laughs> for well, a year. The If you look up statistics about, how many people get into car accidents, divorce rates, um, deaths from over drinking and all that. It, it, entertainment hits top five. We are up there. We, we are always sleep deprived. Um, a lot of us are alcoholics cause you, well, it's, you I mean, to go to sleep I, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I can only think of doctors being the only other and, and like, uh, medical, medical profession. Yeah. 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 Emergency yeah. operations because, they're the only ones that have the same kind of obscure hours. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the only thing I can think of that would have that kind of job set. I used to, uh, one, of, one of my close calls at work actually. Oh, we're going to go was, there. Okay. Yeah, 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 we should. We should talk about some of our personal experiences with entertainment okay. danger. Yeah. I'm sure you have plenty. <laughs> yeah, most of mine. I mean, it, I uh, there's only one time where I felt, well, maybe I take that back. There's two times where I felt like, <laughs> I probably should have done something differently, but yeah, go ahead. One of my times was working Disneyland. I just, it was one of the first times I started working there and I still lived in Thousand Oaks. So it was a 77 mile drive one way. Yeah. And I remember taking a, um, they had me on a call. It was, Disneyland was all about the mar- half marathons they did. They call it marathon, but it was only half marathons. But nonetheless, Disney put them on and the, stage hands had to pretty much set everything up overnight because you couldn't do right. it during the day. So we would arrive at 10 PM and do our gig. We wouldn't get off or start leaving until 10 in the morning, 11 in the right. morning. And then I had a, a, a two hour drive traffic's If you don't even know LA, traffic's in LA, awful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. And then I get home about 12, 1 PM, 1 30. And then I got to go to bed and I got to be back there at 8 PM or 10 PM again. And do it all right. over again. And I, I think one time I, I was on the phone with the ex fiance at the time. She was a fiance at that time. And I was calling her and I said, I don't know what's going on. I had to get gas. I'm super tired. I don't know what's happening. I don't even remember how I got to this gas station. And I think <laughs> I lost one of my shirts that Disney gave me. I think it blew out of the window of the car. Cause I needed, <laughs> I needed air to hit me in the you face. You needed airflow. Yeah. To stay and awake. Then, yeah. And then I, and then I woke up at home. Like, I don't remember how I got home. Like, I think I fell asleep on the drive home. Yeah, and that's scary. scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I, no, should, I never been, should never have driven home. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that is kind of your fault because I think that company in particular does offer rides when it's that bad. But I don't Not know. Not that Sometimes far. Sometimes they don't. 
not that sometimes far. they don't uh like taxi or hotel you know they're supposed sometimes to, so. yeah i know during our frozen install we were getting offers of that because of incidents that were happening someone got in the car accident on the way home and so they wanted to make sure we were all taken care of usually yeah but Dis- we know disney they're very proactive they won't do anything until something actually happens right right yeah i thought well i mean that's the danger. i mean i think everybody at some point has had that you know for sure i know that i've had close but not i've never yeah. been that bad where i didn't remember i just remember going holy shit holy shit i'm tired i gotta get home like, right and, you, you know, like, like slap your face or something like yeah i put the windows down cold air coming in that kind of thing truck and, drivers know. can't drive more than i think 10 hours a day or something well, again like that. they're not they're not supposed to that's another good example right but, and they have a but we can yeah. like we are you kidding me yeah well i mean for it's interesting because you know if if you're a rigger obviously you know one of the I I think rigging is probably one of the more taxing things you could possibly do, especially if you're tired because Absolutely. You know, one one mistake and you're falling to your death. No question about it. And that that to me, like if anything, that I mean, when you catch something, like when you're tired and you catch something that you should have double checked. That's why you have all those checks, right? And right. everything else. You know, you're you're not supposed to climb without um other people there, but um you, that's why we have all our safety checks. But I mean I mean, if you don't have those people there doing that and coherent, I mean, that's, that could be a scary thing. Um, have you personally ever been in a situation where you're like, oh, shit, I'm lucky I got out of that? I feel like I'm not going to lie. A lot of times when I'm rigging or doing rope access, my personal strength, I think there's a lot of times, you know, you know me, I, I like to stay in yeah. shape. And right. I think that bails me out of shitty situations more times than not. Because wow. there's been situations where I'm like, holy shit, if I wasn't able to lift my body, if I couldn't do a pull-up, right, right. I would, I, I'd probably would have fallen already at least once, twice, three times over. Because it's, mm. it's some of these situations. With, with per- fall protection, though. Or yeah. No, oh, I, from what <laughs> I, I can remember, absolutely. I mean, but also okay. during the, sh- right. the show I'm doing now, I have to climb a ladder about right. 30, about 25 feet, 30 feet in the air with no harness. That vertical one, yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, I don't think about it, but I can easily slip and oh, yeah. hurt. So, well, like, but I can't think of any true close calls. I've always been the hundred percent tie off person, but yeah, there's, um, there was one time and it was in my younger days. Um, and I was managing a theater and, uh, I had a bunch of kids. Well, I call them kids, but they're high school kids. And, uh, you know, I children think I was just, really, I was out of uh college, um, a little older um, than graduation, but uh, we were working the fly system and uh, it was manual. And uh, I just remember some of the kids up top uh, because like, people that don't know flies, basically sometimes you have to put weights, obviously pig it's weights. A, it's um, a counterweight system. And it's a counterweight says, system. And when he says pig and, weights, he's putting weight on one side to lift the scenery on stage. Right. But sometimes and and you're not you're not on the deck always like sometimes you're on like the 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 cat and you're you're putting weights up there and I sometimes call that the, lo- the loading bridge yes i know but i'm just i'm just I'm, 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 I'm trying to speak <laughs> people that don't know i'm trying to speak plainly okay like sure. so 
So the arbor, I mean, do you want to explain that? Or <laughs> I mean, I don't know how how, how do you want to go. The arbor is where you put is where you put right, the weights. Right, right. To, so the arbor, right, is not system. always in an easy accessible area, right? Right. So sometimes people might have to climb ladders, and, yeah, uh, or 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 reach down. And the weights um, are to, usually about fifteen to up to forty pounds a piece. Right, you're handling right. Well, anyways, um, I had like I'm going to call them kids, kids up there. And basically uh, I think the rail started to run a little bit. And when they like say they str- run, it means the Sorry. rope yeah. it starts, the, the piece or the arbor starts going out of control. Like it goes on, moves on its own. It's, it started to move and to the point where like, you know, the kid was struggling. I could hear him struggling. And uh, so he had a couple people up there, but, just so you know, I mean, <laughs> the pr- I mean, it's dangerous regardless. If this thing does run, basically, you're supposed to get the hell out of the way, like because you're gonna have all this stuff come crashing down on you if it runs. Weights, everything, the battens, all of it. If there's scenic pieces on it, you name it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I mean, uh, if the arbor slams, pig weight can be flying everywhere. So, long story short, is I was um, I was young, and I felt responsible for these kids, and I was basically all the way across the stage um and i just ran to the line and i just jumped onto it and grabbed it oh that's and, uh, dangerous dog you shouldn't be grabbing it either i know i know but i just felt like if these kids are gonna get hurt i'm not gonna stand by you know what i mean and do nothing so it was probably the dumbest thing i ever did but and again i was young at the time right but i ran and i grabbed it and i remember uh, someone else came up and after I grabbed it and and also grabbed and held on to it and apparently my weight was just enough to keep it from going um, because they had cinched it off too and um, snubbed it off. Well, snubbed it. I know, but whatever. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Uh, so, anyways, when the other guy came and helped me tie it off, I, I go, "You got it." He goes, "Yeah." And I said, "Good." Because <laughs> I looked down and I was like six feet in the air. <laughs> nice. And uh, so that's dangerous, like, man. I know, but that was like I said, that was me being young and stupid. Uh, but I was very grateful that nobody got hurt. Um, and I mean, I don't know what would have happened if I didn't do that. Uh, so lessons learned, right? When you're young and dumb and impulsive, you think you're untouchable, but that's not the case in real life. No. Uh, uh... I was a flyman, head flyman who who manages the fly rail in uh, theaters, and I helped open this venue. And I remember we were in the little theater, and my buddy was upstairs loading pig weight onto the arbors. And they were the weights; they were big and awkward, and how they loaded there was awkward. There's no ladders involved, but it was just an awkward place. And he, it was a forty pound weight, and I remember standing there talking to someone on stage as they were hanging lights. Oh Jesus! Yep. And uh, he sets the arbor. You know, sometimes you put the weight on the arbor. Well, I, I, it, I, I don't. What do you it, mean, like, uh, like you set the it there to like adjust it? You adjust it a little bit, and you you put it yes, down. Yes, yes, yes. Like you slide he, it in. Yeah. He yeah. placed it on there, and since it was forty pounds, it, it of course rope stretches, so yeah. it moved a little bit, so it, it scared him. So then he fumbled the weight, but you can't really fumble forty pounds. No, in you front of you, it. your your arms are extended out, right? Yeah. So he he dropped it. It started coming yeah, down. Yeah, you're reaching he, out I, of your quote-unquote green zone. All I heard was, 
shit. And I'm like, everyone off the stage now. So I, everyone ran. This thing came down 50 feet. It hit so hard that sparks flew 20 feet in the air. Oh yeah. We kept the lock. For a while on the belay pin that was down there because it was bent at a 45 degree angle damn <laughs> yeah it was pretty sketch man like and that's the shit we do like people don't realize it i wanted to mention there's a if you're if anyone is really interested in seeing what stagehands do not just in film but in theater alone this is back when they didn't have automation actually it's actually a really cool movie it's called sing faster the stagehands ring cycle and i think a lot more people should um Check that out. Again, that's Sing Faster, the stagehands ring cycle. And it's really cool because it shows it's an opera house and they they do the how they do all the changeovers. You see them yeah. changing weights. You see them how they do trap doors with uh, pulley systems and everything and stagehands yep. pulling. It's really cool. Yep. It's a very cool movie. That is cool. That I think if cool. you're a stagehand, it's worth a watch. And if you're interested in that kind of stuff and what we do backstage, it's a very good watch. I mean, nowadays yeah. it's more modernized and technologically advanced but yeah it's still i think a very good watch because we still use know, we still use counterweight systems completely like that and oh yeah it's like old school sailors you know that's what we are well that's you know and then it's funny you say that because people don't know you're not supposed to whistle in a theater because of that yeah that's true but that that's can be a, we, you know, superstition, superstition talks can be another yeah, pod that'd be another, another, another pod yeah yeah, yeah. Do you have any other final uh, thoughts or scary moments? I have one other one that I I don't I don't want to say where it was, but people that listen to us might figure it out. But um, <laughs> the one of the funniest things that ever happened to me was um, <laughs> you ever seen Indiana Jones' Last Crusade where Indy's fighting on that boat and then like it's getting near that big propeller prop and it starts tearing up the boat. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Fighting, yeah, yeah. It gets closer and the boat gets torn up. Yeah, yeah. I was working a show that involves water, <laughs> uh, and we had a nice sh- oh my god we, we had a nice speedboat right, and we used to dock at a certain location. Like, it wasn't an official dock, but it was like out of the way for everything else. <laughs> so we thought, and um, and then uh, we had another big boat, a massive boat that had a big paddle wheel on it, <laughs> and uh, it was called oh, to do its god. thing to move. And it started moving, but um, stage management at the time did not check to make sure the path was clear. So my boat was in direct line of this massive wheel that's turning and was about ready to, this massive boat was coming, about ready to crush my boat. And so, um, you know, I did the natural thing that anyone would do is I I immediately hopped onto my boat (laughs) as it was starting to get run over. And I remember, because I was trying to untie it to save it. And I remember we had this long antenna uh, on the back of it, and it was like in the back of it, right? And uh, this right. boat's pretty long; it's a speedboat, but I mean, it it had uh, an antenna. And I just remember through the corner of my eye, the antenna that was supposed to be behind me was bending forward past me, oh. and I looked behind me, and there was this massive wheel paddle wheel like riding up the side of my boat, and I was like, "That's it!" And then it was pushing my uh my boat into the what was the dock wood was cracking and you know like tearing the dock apart as the boat was pushing the other boat into it and i said okay that's it i'm out i couldn't save it and uh i started to untie it a little bit but by then i mean at this point there was like no time to react like if you uh called on radio say stop right 
you it wouldn't have mattered right it wouldn't have happened fast enough and so um because even if you yell stop right then and there it this this boat coming was so massive it would have taken a long time for it to stop thankfully unknown to me stage management had discovered what was going on and called it called the stop right away but it was mostly you know by then it had slowed down enough but it you know thankfully nothing got completely destroyed or crushed but it was just kind of funny because that was my Indiana Jones moment in the last you make, crusade where, you make it seem like it's so dramatic it was well let me tell you something when you see something bigger than your house riding up onto your boat and you see this wheel that's bigger than a car like chomping near you like within a foot yeah yeah <laughs> It sounds like you had Indiana Jones moment in the beginning, but then it turned into like a James Bond evil, evil plan moment where it was like a saw coming at you and then it stops. Right. Well, I mean the, <laughs> the, the wheel was the, the saw, but yeah, sure. But nothing like that. I've put out fires on shows before people, you know, not knowing and stuff like that. And the show goes on. Have you done anything like that? I feel like there was a moment, but I can't, recall there's been a lot of moments i mean yeah i i feel like there was there was a fire somewhere and i forgot we we, we put out a fire i don't know yeah i mean it's a lot many, there's many stories i can talk forever i mean nothing's really popping into my mind but yeah yeah but i mean we've known people that, um through association like others that have passed due to yeah. incidents unfortunate situations so, uh, this subject is a little heavy. Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a brutal reality. It's needed, and just remember that the members of our union are fighting for their basic human rights, in a sense, against these producers, and it's mainly against the streaming services that don't want to pay what they should be paying. Well, the streaming services now—I mean, we've talked about it a bazillion times. It's the perfect excuse to rewrite how Hollywood operates. I mean, right. And they're trying to, yeah. Yeah. They, and they that's got why free. It, they, they got freebies early in the beginning and they were taking advantage of it. And now it's now this in the contracts up. It's time to, and the writer strikes down. years ago, the writer yeah. strikes is what first started all this. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. going to see some changes and with us, um, consumers, you may not see much of a change, but Maybe you'll see price changes. Who knows? But we we, oh. we will personally see some changes, and hopefully for the better. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that, uh, for all of our entertainment brothers and sisters out there, doesn't matter what category you're in. Please stay safe. We thank you for what you do, but mostly stay safe. <laughs> That's it. Why was that weird to me? That's I don't know. That's my final thought. Well, I'm not gonna mention names, you know. I'm not just right, right, people. Right. The people that want to hear it can hear it. The people that say go screw yourself, I want my overtime. Then <laughs> go for it. I don't care, dude. But, no, no amount of overtime is worth my life. No, I know, but some people don't look at it that way, you know. So. I know, I know. I'd rather get. It doesn't matter what. Or get. you know, you could hurt somebody else too. But you know, whatever. That has hi, plenty of times people have hurt me because of how stupid they were, but. That could be for another story for another time. Another time. So on that note, thank you for listening to Entertainment Banter. My name is Matt. And my name is Joel. And I'm done.